everybody and welcome to episode four of 742 evergreen terrace the simpsons podcast my name is richard i'm your host i'm joined once again by tom hello and this week as i said we are looking at simpsons episode four there's no disgrace for, 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 for life wrong show okay. roll the intro Possibly I go wrong. Homer, I gotta go upstairs. There's a problem. Somebody ate part of my lunch. They taste like burning. Don't have to be careful. I got a gun. Why, Why, you could wake up dead tomorrow. Well, I'm talking math, and the other day I was a little affected to know. And I, for one, welcome our new insect overlord. Okay, get up. But the last time you'll slug your willy out. But if you're up there, please save me, Superman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So a uh, quick little peek behind the curtain for everyone listening. Uh, this is actually the second time we're recording this uh, particular episode. Um, so if we sound a little bit exacerbated or if someone says, uh, yeah, you said that last time, then you know what we're talking about. We had a, a bit of a problem with some audio, which is not the first time on this show. I am still new at this. I'm not a professional. I do all of this by hand for all of our shows. I do the recording, the editing, and the publishing, and to the best of my attempt, the uh, the promo as well. So, And we have, what, uh, six shows on the go at the moment? <laughs> Don't do that, man, because they can't see you doing that. So now they just think that there is a problem with the audio. <laughs> uh, you have four currently up. So there's four currently up. There's a fifth one coming in the works. Stay tuned. And then obviously there's the YouTube channel as well. All of the podcasts will be going onto a YouTube channel at some point as well. And there will be further podcast channels to come as well. So, yeah, it's a lot of work. I am new to this. Sometimes I make a little bit of a mistake. But anyway, you said that last time. What did I say? For, 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 for life. Yeah, I did. But um, we want to try and keep it as similar to the first one as possible, right? Yeah, but I'm... Um, um, and maybe not say you did that last time. Nah, I'm going to say you did that last time. So you can say it to me as well. That's fine. So, so for instance, last time we recorded this... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're talking about episode four. Uh, there's no disgrace like home. Now, I'm pretty sure on the first one, I read it as there's no disgrace like Homer. That's why I thought it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person that's ever thought that. But no, it's there's no disgrace it's like home. There, isn't it? Do you want me to get it up and prove it to no, you? No, 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 I don't need you to do that. But yeah, the, the pun is right it's there. It's right there, yeah. But that's what I, I, I think that's why I just read that as there's no disgrace like Homer. Because I was like, that's obviously what they're going for. But then Homer is not the disgrace in this episode. Is he? This family seems to think so. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But yeah, uh, episode four, There's No Disgrace Like Home, was first aired on the 28th of January, 1990. Back in the day. Way back in the day. The chalkboard gag reads, I will not burp in class. And the sofa gag, the couch gag, sorry. The couch gag is uh, the whole family runs in and all try to squeeze onto the couch and Homer pops off. There's a bit of a theme with these early couch gags. Yeah, they're a bit... Uh, I've written down, couch gag is a dud. It's pretty much the same one as the as where Bart pops off in the yeah. first episode and then Maggie pops off in the next episode, you know, and then Homer pops off in this one. And yeah, they're very... 
repetitive at this stage. Um, I haven't really established it properly as a gag yet. And actually moving into the next two episodes, uh, yeah, we don't even have a couch gag in the oh, next episode. Really? But we'll, we'll get to that any, later on. Anyway, we open up with Bart and Lisa arguing and shoving each other. Mm. Homer breaks it up. What are they arguing about, Tom? They're fighting over who loves Homer more, which is um, quite sweet. Well, it's not sweet until you realise why they're fighting over that. And why are they fighting over that? Um, they're, they're basically, well, I mean, uh, they're saying, oh... You love him more. Yeah, you so love you him love more him. than you love him no, more. No, I don't. You love yeah, him yeah, more. Yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah. Good it's, it's a good gag. Oh, yeah, yeah! Hey, what's the problem here? We were fighting over which one of us loves you more. You were? Oh, well, go ahead. You love him more. No, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. It's a good gag to open with. I like I like this. It's a, it's a good open um, for this episode, I, I think. Um, we have Homer wearing different clothes. Do, yeah. He's wearing uh, red shorts, right? Yeah, and a stripy, a stripy red, white, red and white top, like a sailor's top or something like that. Strange. Yeah, it's odd. Um, Marge is also wearing different clothes as well not something we see often in the simpsons is them wearing different clothes uh happens quite a few times in this first series yeah i mean bart was wearing blue quite a lot in the early seasons he wore that uh that pink shirt to when uh, bart the genius he wore that his first day didn't he as well pink but i'm not cool enough to wear pink (laughs) um so yeah it's something we see quite a lot in this first series i haven't really got a look nailed they down for it. yeah but they're quite happy to, they're quite happy to change it aren't yeah, they yeah. so i mean in later series obviously you you get the um the sunday best yeah you see them dressing up for church or like an important event or whatever yeah. yeah yeah but not like we're just going to a different event let's completely change what they're wearing which i think is quite a good point we cut to the kitchen and we see that marge is making jellies why is she making jellies? Because they're going to Mr. Burns's picnic. Mr. Burns's picnic, and Mar and Homer seems to have it in his head that Mr. Burns loves the jellies. He absolutely loves them. Yeah, and uh, that sets up a good joke. We'll get to that in a minute. So we arrive at Burns Manor for the Burns picnic. And the kids, uh, the family's walking in, and Homer says to to the kids uh, that they need to show him uh, love and or respect, which I think is quite funny line. Ooh, tough choice. <laughs> yeah, I think saying that to your kids is going to get the opposite reaction. <laughs> That's um, bit of a theme with this episode, though, isn't it? Is that they they all do what Homer doesn't want them to do is basically the theme of the episode, isn't it? Uh, We see Mr. Burns welcoming the families. The first family we see, uh, this is a good joke, I like this. Uh, The boy is annoyed to be there because he's missing Little League for this. And the dad's like, you know, be quiet, son. Like that, and Mr. Burns is like, "Oh no, it's fine. Don't worry." And then he's like, "Fire that man!" <laughs> glad you could make it. Oh, thank you, Mr. Burns. I'm so glad you invited us. Not me. I had to miss Little League for this. Quiet, Tom. Oh, please, please, don't fight. Just go out back and have a good time. Fire that man, Smithers. I don't want him or his unpleasant family to ruin my picnic. He'll be gone by the talk of war, sir. I like I like that bit. So this is the first scene where we see maybe the no we we had a a menacing side to Mr. Burns, but this is I think the first vindictive side of Mr. Burns that we see, isn't it? A little bit. Where he's just like firing people for the actions of their families and stuff like that. Uh, the Simpsons arrive and they are greeted by Mr. Burns with the card, um, saying their names on them. Um, you're looking at me very quizzically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then we get um, him called Brat. Not. <laughs> yeah, that was funny that bit. Yeah. And Homer's like, "Don't correct the boy, Brat. <laughs> Don't correct the man, Brat." Yeah. Sorry. It's Kern's stupid. <laughs> and then we get the jelly joke, the jelly payoff. Where? Yeah. Um. Mr. Burns is not ready for this jelly. He is not ready for this jelly. <laughs> he is not bootylicious for this jelly. 
Um, and then he says that obviously some idiot's been going around telling everyone that he likes jelly, and that's all that everyone has brought. They've all just brought jellies. Uh, oh, could you imagine that? I'm assuming we're led to believe that Homer's the idiot. Possibly. Um, could I imagine that? No, because I don't like jelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just imagine. Uh, but well, where would you go around someone's house or someone's do and bring food? This is something that I've actually had a discussion with with one of my foreign friends, is that it's not a thing we do here, but other countries seem to do it quite a lot, that you bring food. Germany, for instance, the host doesn't provide anything, and it's it's the guests that bring all of the food, which I think is weird. It's like, I'm inviting you round to my house, cook for me. And what if they bring you food that you don't like? Then you're stuffed, I guess, don't you? So... But then you're not, though. Nine times out of ten... <laughs> um, nine times out of ten, the host actually tells you what to bring. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know that really good um, chicken dish you did? Yeah, make that. Mm. But, yeah, it's not really something we do in this country. A drink, yeah, you, you'll yeah, probably you take. Like a or a, yeah, a box of um, brews or something. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, actually bring in jelly. It's weird. But yeah, that's all anyone brought, apparently. So everyone runs off. Uh, well, the kids run off. Homer goes off chasing them. Marge is left with Maggie. She meets another mother. They get to talking. They go to get some punch. And they are... I like the joke of that the Marge says, should, oh, should we leave the kids unsupervised? And the mum just... The other mum just turns on the telly for, for babysitting. Is that a commentary on uh, babysitting skills? Of Americans, I think it's um, it's a bit of a modern trope, isn't it? You know, just plonk your kids in front of the TV and that'll keep them entertained for a while. And I think that um, that very much pays into Matt Groening's upbringing as well, because it's like very much like a. I mean, The Simpsons basically started off as like a commentary on his childhood and his life wasn't it so and he saw how TV became more and more important in families' lives. So I'm thinking it's a bit of a commentary on that as well, like how, you know, he was probably left in front of the TV for hours on end while parents did other stuff, you know, the TV's the babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're very much into that era of history, which we're still very much in now. I mean, except it's not really TVs, it's tablets and electronics and things like that now, isn't it? Yeah, it's more tablets and TV, uh, more tablets than TVs, phones, Things like that. So <clears throat> Lisa's mucking about with Bart, um, playing about and causing a ruckus. I, I think we still have here that she's not really established as the Lisa that we know yet. Like she still seems to be childlike and she's happy to get in amongst it, you know? Yeah, we yeah. I don't think they've really completely established her as a point dexter, right? Well, I, later on, there's actually another scene, yeah, that well, I don't even think she's been established as a genius yet at this point. No, but mm-hmm. she, she hasn't got much attention in many no, of the episodes so far. side character. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we have the announcement of the father-son sack race. Yes. Um, participation is mandatory. <laughs> I repeat, mandatory, <laughs> which uh, I think is a funny joke. Can you remember the rules, Tom? Well, it's a father-son sack. What are the rules to the father-son sack race, though? Uh, Mr. Burns must win. Whose rules are those? That's everyone's rules, isn't oh, it? Right. The unofficial rules, aren't they? And then we cut away quickly to Marge getting drunk. Yes. Uh, she thinks there's alcohol in the punch. She's starting to get a little bit tipsy. Everybody in the club getting tipsy. That's an old song. It's not that old. I bet you it's older than you think. It's 18 years old. Yeah, there you go. It's quite old. Yeah, yeah. For a song. <laughs> I mean, it could, go to a, it, act, it could actually go to the club and get tipsy now. Couldn't before. There you go. Yeah. Uh, when we cut back to the father-son sack race, um, this is a scene that I think you like quite a lot, don't you? Yeah, I just like the way this is, uh, I would say shot because it's animation. Mm-hmm. But the way this is shown, uh, the animation here is pretty good. The uh, Mr. Burns jumping... And then everybody else doing a jump behind him. Yeah, it's very amusing. I like the uh, I like the start of it as well. Are you ready, Mr. Burns? Yes. Set. 
Yes. Go, Mr. Burns, go. <laughs> and then a few uh, seconds later, he fires the gun yeah. to, to start the actual race. Yeah. So something that I mentioned, obviously, on the last time we did this, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it up again now. Bart decides that he's had enough of this nonsense and he's going to go for it. He's just going to try and win. So he tears off ahead. Yep. The fear in Homer and the fact that he's put these rules into place and the fact that you see it that Mr. Burns cheats to start yeah. and then everyone just takes a hop after he's taken a hop forward. It's very much laid out that should you win this race and you don't let Mr. Burns win, you are going to get fired. Now, I said that we've just come off an episode where Homer got fired and Bart saw the repercussions for that. Why is he in such a rush to get his dad fired again? Um, well, firstly, none of these episodes are in order, right? Yeah, you said that last time as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, secondly, Bart is a rebel who does what he wants, man. He's but, a star. But he's already seen how, you know, his dad was going to... Has he, though? But the episodes are not in order. <laughs> No, but they're not in... But as I said, these are standalone episodes. I mean, every Simpsons episode is a standalone, apart from Who Shot Mr. Burns, pretty much. Every Simpsons episode is a pretty much standalone in itself. Yeah, I get that. But I don't know, I just find it strange that, you know, we've come off of the back of an episode where Homer was so down about losing his job that he was willing to commit suicide. Yeah that now we've gone to the next episode where Bart's like, ah, screw it, I'll get him, I'll get him fired again. Yeah, everything reverts back to normal, yeah, right? Basically. Yeah. Just, I find it strange. I mean, this is a cartoon where they all stay the same age True. throughout the whole of the 30 plus years of the cartoon being in existence, Bridget. Although this is something that uh, comes up in later episodes is that obviously they're, they're the same age, but their childhoods change. So for instance... What era do you know, Marge and Homer, growing up? I know where you're going with this, yeah. Dating. Yeah, the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, they've actually got episodes now where they met and they were in school in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I've seen that, yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't seen the episode, but I'm aware of the episode's existence. But yeah, there is a, yeah, it's very much the case now that, yeah, whenever they have flashback episodes, it all takes place in the 90s now or the early 2000s. Is that saying, is that because we're old now? I think it's because that obviously you can't have people that are supposedly in their 30s and 40s in the year 2020 going to school in the 70s. It's just not canonically going to make sense now, is it? Yeah. Um, well, in real life, Homer and Marge are approaching their 70s. They're right? in their 70s, easy, yeah. yeah. So moving back to those heady days of 1990, uh, Homer stops Bart from winning the race. Uh, and Mr. Burns wins mm -hmm. and turns around and says, close one this year. Yeah. Now, something that you mentioned last time we recorded this episode is do you think that Mr. Burns knows what's going on? I don't think he does. No? I think he, he yeah, he's happy at the end that he wins, obviously, but he's like, oh, it's a close one. So he was happy that it was a competitive race like there was no repercussions for homer and bolt afterwards for trying to attempt to win so i think yeah it's very much you know as we see later on in the vein of mr burns playing golf and smithers cheating for him and mr burns being unaware of that yeah i re I think it's very much in that vein where he doesn't realize that this is being thrown so do you think that he looks at this situation as i was a little bit off this year or I'm losing it now? No. no. He, seems, he seems things pretty jolly, doesn't he? You just think he's completely oblivious to it, yeah? Yeah. Even though Smithers tells him to go, and then after that you can hear the gunfire to start. Right, but he doesn't know that no one else has gone. But then why would there be a random gunshot? Because he doesn't hear it. He no. says, go, Mr. Burns, go. And then he shoots a gun like a few seconds later. I think that register in his brain. No, you think he's just too zoned in, yeah, too yeah, yeah, competitive, yeah. and he's like going for gold. Yeah. Now, this is another thing as well. Is obviously later on, Mr. Burns is shown to be extremely frail, like, and like, basically, his bones are made of dust. 
but yeah, he can do a sack race here. Yeah. And like you said later on, he he's a really world-renowned golfer. Yeah. So which is it? <laughs> is he really frail and delicate, or can it, or or is he in such great physical condition that he thinks he can? He, he's in great physical condition to a point. In his own head. Yeah. But then, if he's jumping in the sack, would that not like break his legs or something? <laughs> This is very early on in the Simpsons timeline. True. But we've got to look at this like in the whole ethos of it all. You know, we've got to take it all into account and, 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 and look at it as a whole. Because there is something else later on that I also want to discuss, but we will get back to that in a moment. Uh, we cut to Marge being drunk off of her yeah. mind. Drunk as uh, she is singing along with all of the other people. Homer gets very embarrassed by this, and I asked you last time, and I'm going to ask you again, why? Marge is singing, but everyone else is singing and acting up as well. Why is Homer embarrassed by Marge when all of these other people are doing it? Because he wants them to be the perfect family. But if everyone else is doing it, then surely you should be doing it, right? That would make you the perfect family, wouldn't it? No, because he wants them to be different, stand out. But you don't want to stand out if you want to be the perfect family. But they'll be the perfect family if Marge behaves herself. But, and the other people are not behaving themselves. But if you walk around and everyone is wearing their trousers on their head and you're the only one wearing them on your legs, then you're the weird one. <sighs> I get your point, Richard, but I think you're looking into this a little bit too much. Isn't that the point of this show? Also, was um, this scene in Marge's head, all these people around her singing... I don't think they've established that yet, no. though, have they? What? The thing... Although I'm saying that, Homer does see them driving into hell, literally the scene after. That's a good point, maybe. What if she's just randomly singing to herself? Yeah. And in her head, else everyone else is... along as well. What? what? Yeah, that, that's, that's in a film or something, isn't it? I mean, you've got the obvious one, a fight club where he thinks he's having a fight with someone else and he's just randomly beating himself up in the car park. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. No, I've seen the film. <laughs> spoiler alert. So, uh, spoiler alert for this t- probably 20-year-old film now. I apologize. Uh, 23. There you go. See? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Potentially. I don't know. Um, We cut to Mr. Burns giving his end of end of party speech, basically telling everyone to bugger off. Thank you all. Uh, for coming. March, knock it off. But now it's time to say goodbye. Please get off my property until next year. I suggest you don't dawdle. The hounds will be released in ten minutes. Um, did you know? You probably did, because I told you this last time. This is the first mention of the hounds in this episode. Hounds. Yes. yes. So... Something that will become a staple of Mr. Burns, apart from excellent, which we had the first one or last episode. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Do you like a bit of releasing the hounds? Within two episodes, we get two Mr. Burns things. Um, Homer compares his family to another scene, uh, to, not to another scene, to another family. Um, sorry, I'm reading my notes as I'm doing this as well. So, uh, yeah, Homer compares himself to the other family in front and he sees the other family as idyllic and angelic and rising up to the heavens. And then he sees his family as demons sucking the life out of him in his car. It's quite a scary scene, I've put. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I mean, I'd find that quite scary and terrifying. Uh, we cut to the family eating dinner in front of the TV. Homer, Homer walks in, uh, turns off the TV, and tells them all to eat at the table. It's a different Homer than we're used to. Yeah. Um, he would be very much like eating in front of the TV. In fact, even later on in this episode, he talks about having a cart so they can wheel the TV into the dining room for special occasions. Yeah, this is very... Playing against type for what we see from Homer later on in in the seasons yeah um, Homer he really doesn't feel like Homer at this point no, does he um, he's essentially playing the part of Marge in this episode it's a good way of putting it yeah which is a bit strange and Marge is very aloof 
in this episode. It's yeah. just kind of like, oh, whatever, who cares, you know? Yeah, I mean, and you see episodes later on when Marge is, like, trying to get them out of the house or mm. trying to get them away from the TV or sit at the, the table for mm. dinner or whatever else, you know? So this is very strange behaviour from Homer. It's it's very out of place for what we know of the character, yeah. yeah. Um, He begins to say a prayer, uh, which is basically him just slamming the family. Yeah. Um, Just telling them about all of their flaws and their faults and everything like that. Um, First mention of Don't Have a Cow by Bart in this scene. No, I'm not done yet. But Homer, how long are we supposed to sit here and listen to you badmouth us to the man upstairs? I'm sorry, Marge, but sometimes I think we're the worst family in town. Maybe we should move to a larger community. Don't have a cow, Dad. We haven't had an Icarumba yet. We'll get there. But we've had a don't have a cow. <laughs> and then we... It, <laughs> how, how to put this? Um, Homer basically then takes the family on what is best described as a peeping Tom tour. Yeah, this is uh, quite strange. Around the neighbourhood. Yeah, so Homer isn't, isn't completely uh, angelic himself, is he? No. But what makes me... Is, again, Marge very much, like I said, blasé and indifferent to the whole situation. Why would she agree to go along with this? I don't... I don't think she probably knows to the extreme which home is going to go to. I don't know. But they're, they're creeping by in the bushes, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> And he's like, come on, we're going to It's a bit much, stiff for the windows, you I'm know. Just like, no, I'm going home. What, what, what's wrong with you? Yeah, it's not like, I mean, I, I, you probably you walk down the street and then you happen to peer into someone's window. Glancing. Glancing, yeah, it's not like. Someone's sneaking up, <laughs> yeah. up to their window <laughs> to in, is it? Licking the windows, yeah. We have the uh, the very American, better get the gun. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, of course, I like, yeah, Americans and their guns. Um, they're chased off, and they end up coming across their own house, which they call a dump. Um, no, I don't realise it's there. Don't recognise their own house. Their own house. No, yeah, it's dark. I'm also assuming the adrenaline rush of being chased away by a gun. But also, the other point that comes in is someone's just been shooting at you for looking through their windows. Why would you then continue to go and look through people's windows? Uh, high tolerance. Yeah. Homer clearly has. I think it's probably uh, something that Americans are used to, isn't it? Just being shot at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's me put them off. Oh, well, it's just another Tuesday. Homer decides he doesn't want to go back into the house, and we cut to Moe's. Still looks really dodgy. Um, yeah, the animation's still not great here at Moe's. Yeah, Bar's still looking very blue and, yeah, not great. And colour. Barney's still blonde. Barney's still blonde, yeah. Yeah, so we haven't really got the... The proper look of Moe's that we, we're used to. No, not yet. Definitely not. First interference of Eddie and Lou, the two police officers. Uh, Lou is white. Was he? Yeah. You don't remember a lot of this episode, do you? Well, it's, it's a long time since we watched it, yeah. So, no, Lou is white in this episode. Okay. Um, so, a reverse Michael Jackson? A reverse, yeah, he gets darker as it goes on. We get a good joke as they walk in. Um, Mo welcomes them and says, can I can I get you guys some pretzels? Eddie says, no, thanks, we're working. We'll just take a couple of beers. <laughs> yeah. It's a good joke, I think. Eddie! Evening, Mo. Want some pretzels? <laughs> no, thanks, we're on duty. A couple of beers would be nice, though. Uh, they say that they're looking for a family of peeping Toms. Hmm. <laughs> Funny, that. And... Uh, Going back to a horror trope that we were just talking about earlier on today for our other um, podcast, Terrifying Tom. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and Google. When you've finished listening to this. (laughs) The dog is the only one that knows what's going on. Oh, yeah, the dog can smell Homer's scent, right? Or whatever that thing is. Because it's ah, terrifying yeah, looking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't look like a dog. It looks terrifying. But yes, it obviously can pick up on Homer's scent at the scene. Um, the the the, uh, the the police officers Eddie and Lou are just like, "What's gotten into this dog?" And Homer's like, "I got some wieners in my pocket." And they're like, "Ah, okay, obviously, yeah." 
because people just walk around with sausages in their pocket all the time. Well, it's an American thing, isn't it? Yep, guns and sausages. <laughs> um, did you, in this scene, pay any particular attention to the boxing that was going on in the TV in the background? Not that I can remember, no. It's quite funny if you watch it again. Um, the guy is being bonked on the top of the head. <laughs> Like, illegal. yeah, I like he's just like standing there and he's just being bonk, bonk, mm. bonk like a whack a mole on top of the head. Yeah, that's an illegal punch, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's more like akin to wrestling than it is boxing. Speaking of boxing, we uh, we, we we're heading in towards a fight scene at the moment, but before we get there, this is the other thing that I want to talk about with uh, Homer, uh, the, the the different picture being painted. Um, Homer says that his mum said to him when he was younger, Homer, you're a big disappointment. And God bless her, she was right. Not the loving mum that is later portrayed in uh, Simpsons folklore. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing they haven't really figured this out at this point, have they? I mean, have they even thought of the premise of Mother Simpson not being around at this point? Yes, because Grandpa Simpson is on his own and in a home. Yeah. So she's obviously not around, but I don't think they've established for what particular reason. Because she's dead. Could be death, could be divorce. Yeah, but they haven't really figured that out. Yeah. Yet. I think the I fact that they're only paying attention to Grandpa makes you think that it's supposed to be that she's dead. Yeah. But I don't know if they figured out in their minds that she's actually a fugitive on the run. Yeah. Um, but she's also a very doting, loving mother in that yeah, episode as well. Yeah, so this is a little bit strange, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, like you said, I know that a lot of these things are the fact that it's it's early on. They haven't established all of this stuff yet. They don't know if they're even going to be yeah, getting yeah. a second series at this point. Oh, like, was home when she left? Like five or six, probably? Something like that, yeah. Very young, so she yeah. wouldn't have said that to at that age. Or she's a bloody horrible mum oh, if she did. I know that that's the case, but we need to look at these episodes with a little bit more of a of a of a of a bigger picture view, I think. Because otherwise it's just gonna be boring. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. You're just gonna be like, Well it's a cartoon. Okay, great. <laughs> then why are we even doing this show, you know? Like if if everything's just like it's a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, I get that, but you know, People maybe that's something. So maybe it's something like Grandpa said to him. That it sounds more like something Grandpa. Would like say. Grandpa said to he him that his mother. That's why she left because she was a disappointment. Yeah. Even though she was very nice to him yeah. before she left. Soft and yummy tummy on the inside, yeah. wrapped the inside in the yeah. outside. Is it good? Darn tootin'. It comes to tricky part. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I know I know the thing is is they, they obviously don't know what's going to happen in the future. They haven't decided that yet. I, I get that. But we need to look at this with a broader broader palette, I think, and say, yeah, he's obviously remembering his mum very different to how she actually was. Um, maybe he hates her for leaving. I mean, it, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's possible, isn't it, if that's the picture that Grandpa was painting into his head. We just don't know at this point. Yeah. Who knows? Um, anyway, yeah, moving into the fight. So Barney insults Homer's family and they get into a fist fight which mimics the boxing on the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another did you know, and yes, you did, because I told you this last time as well. Oh, but Barney says about his kids, Homer says, hey, you can't say that about my kids. Well, at least not two of them. And Barney says, why, have you got two I haven't met? And then Homer, just before he punches him, says... Here's five you haven't met, but he only has four fingers. Right. That's a mistake. They've obviously haven't thought that through. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the first fight that Barney would end up getting into in on in Moe's Tavern. Moe's Tavern. Lord Palmerston. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> Pit the Elder. Who is the greatest Prime Minister of all time? We'll get into that in that when that episode comes up, I think. So uh, Homer's laid out on the floor and he hears an advert for Dr. Marvin Monroe's family therapy. Dr. Marvin Monroe. Um, what did you think of the advert? 
Very funny. It's a great advert, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, just shut up. Watch your bones shut up. <laughs> I don't feel like I've got a word to give. Oh, you shut up. Don't tell me to shut up. You shut up. No, you shut up. Yeah, it's a funny advert. Hey, has this ever happened to you? <laughs> uh, there's a particular number you have to call, isn't there? 1-800-555-HUGS. <laughs> Hugs. Yeah. All numbers are 555, you notice that? Why is it 555? If you're American, have you ever had to dial the number 555? Let us know. Uh, we get the first Itchy and Scratchy cartoon. First appearance of Itchy and Scratchy. Uh, what happens in this cartoon, I hear you ask, Tom? That's what I heard. You totally said that. Itchy runs into a mouse hole. Scratchy sticks his head in to follow. Itchy shoves a bomb in his mouth. The bomb blows up. All that's left is a skeleton, and Itchy rolls his head out through his ribcage. Nice. That is what happens on the TV. Marge is watching along with the TV. Doesn't have a problem with this. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many uh, holes you can pick in this episode, huh? <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm looking is, at this. Is this, uh, this, um, this Itchy and Scratchy that violent? In comparison to the other ones we'll see I mean, later there's on. There's no blood, but I mean the cat gets blown apart, so that all that all that's left is bones and a severed head. So Maybe she just finds it hilarious at this point and then when the yes, it goes on there's more talk of it being, you know. I mean that episode isn't that far out. I'm pretty sure that series four. This is series one. Yeah. A lot of time. Yeah, I get it. But, I mean, we're not like series one to series 11 or something like that, you know. So it's not that far out. But, yeah. But she's sitting on the... Well, she's actually lying down on the on the couch, happily watching this cartoon along with the kids. No inclination of writing a letter. But also, M M Maggie hasn't bonked home on the head with a mallet yet so maybe that's what the actual inciting incident is yeah yeah tv is to blame <laughs> homer walks in turns the tv off and says we need to have a family meeting lisa says why can't we have a meeting when you're watching tv yes good gag good gag yeah uh, Homer says he's booked them an appointment with Dr. Marvin Monroe um and they they they're going to have to dig into the college fund Yep. in order to, to, to pay for this. Yep. Uh, again, establishing that Lisa isn't a genius because they don't really, you know, Homer says, why scrimp and scrape for something that, that you know, they might not even get into college. So yeah. therefore... Might be Homer just being a little bit... Facetious, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Ignorant, maybe. Possibly. But, I mean, we haven't really maybe. seen anything that's established Lisa as a... I think the closest we got was in the Scrabble yeah. episode, yeah. you know, with the id and Quidgibo. I mean, there's, there's, there's a, they dip into the college fund, and there's a lot in that college fund. How much is in there, Tom? $88.50. Is that, is that enough to pay for a college education in 1990? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Inflation. Yeah. You used to be able to buy a house for that, couldn't oh, you? Yeah, I probably, mean, you know... Yeah. Like... <laughs> Yeah, so obviously, how much is in there the, again, did you say? $88.50. So they need some more money. Yep. So Homer decides that he's going to pawn the TV. Homer is going to pawn the TV. Yeah, so, but this is a different Homer than what we used to. I think Homer, at some point... He's lost his mind. I think he got... <laughs> he, he so, so one of two things happened. Either he got hit on the head with a mallet. One of three things happened. Uh, he got abducted by Kang and Kodos and replaced by a replicant. Yeah. Uh, or maybe he shoved a crayon up his nose at some <laughs> point and uh, that's affecting his brain. But here he is very normal. I mean, I don't want to say that necessarily, but he's not stupid and he's not insane. He's just a little bit extreme. Anyway, uh, so they pawn the TV, they get the rest of the money, and they head over to Dr. Marvin Monroe's. Um, we're in the waiting area, and one of the families that is waiting to be seen by Dr. Marvin Monroe is the family that Homer idolized earlier on in the same episode. Why did Homer not notice this either? I mean, you should look at that and go, hang on a minute, you're the 
perfect family. What are you doing? I think that was just like a little bit of a Easter egg, maybe, for yeah. the viewer, rather than Homer seeing it. Yeah, maybe. I think you give them way too much credit. I think you need to be more annoyed about these little inconsistencies. Worst episode ever. More outraged. Yeah. In episode 33B. <laughs> yeah, I, I want you to be more outraged. Stop giving them so much credit, damn it. Um, Homer's um, filling out the forms, and they end up cutting straight to the head of the line. But before that, we have a family that comes out with Dr. Marvin Monroe that is very much a Simpson stand-in family. Very eerily. Yes, creepily so. Um, I said this last time, and I'll say it again. I think that he looks a lot like Fred Flintstone for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. The, the Homer. The ho, quote-unquote Homer. Homer yeah, he looks a lot like, um, yeah. Or, uh, Fred Flintstone. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we get another frosty chocolate milkshake. Yay! There yeah. you go. That's that's two in the first yeah. series already. Did not know this was a thing until you brought it up. Yeah, but you told me last time that you noted this down as well. <sighs> I may have done, yeah. I've not noticed down. I'll probably remember it. Probably, yeah. I mean, we recorded this like the day after we watched it, right? Yeah, the yeah. first time. So this is like, yeah, two months later, isn't it? So. Uh, forgive us if we forget a few things. I actually watched this the, uh, last week because I had to remake my notes again. So. Uh, well, I already have my notes. Yeah, I, I'm stupid. I throw things away when I'm done with them. <laughs> anyway, they cut straight ahead of this line of people waiting in the waiting room. As they should. They're the Simpsons. Yeah, main characters and all that. Um, and Marvin Monroe, sorry, Dr. Marvin Monroe. Yes. He has a doctorate. He didn't go to med school all that time for me to call him Mister. Ask the family to draw down what they think is uh, is the problem, and they all draw what Homer, except for except for Homer, <laughs> who draws uh, like a plane crashing or something yeah, he like that, which I find really odd. Because he was literally the one that dragged them there. Yeah. He says, this is the only way we're going to save the family and everything like that. Yeah. And then the very first thing that this doctor gets him to do, he's like, oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, what? This is more on brand for Homer, this yeah. kind of behaviour. Yeah, but yeah. it's all over the place for him in this episode, yeah. though, right? Uh, should we talk about this now or a little bit later on? Uh, where's Maggie here? Does she yeah. also draw Homer? Uh, she doesn't draw anything, but she does get involved in the next bit, yeah. which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah, um, I mean, she can't really give any input into no. this situation, right? So I'm guessing that maybe they couldn't find a babysitter or they just wanted her for the next scene. Yeah, or this was all very rushed together, wasn't it? Them pulling the TV and then going straight yeah. to yeah. Monroe. Yeah, they went straight for the board shop, didn't they? Yeah, so it's not like they could have pawned off Maggie to Patty and Selma or Grandpa. Dr. Marvin Monroe says that wanting to kill each other is healthy. It's natural instinct, though, right? To want to kill your family. To want to kill people. But your family? <laughs> I mean, maybe for you, I don't know. but <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe not my own kids, yeah. but, you know... My sister's kids. Um, so, Mr. Mo Mr. Monroe, I did it again. Doctor. Dr. Marvin Monroe. It doesn't matter. He was never popular. Pulls out the, the patented Dr. Marvin Monroe therapy bats. Yeah, the aggression therapy mallet. Yeah, that's the one. Thank you. Um, and they begin to whack each other with these foam bats. Yeah, it's like a jewel from yeah. uh, Gladiators. Um, until Bart makes the epic discovery that they work better if you take the foam padding off and wax him clean across the shins. Yep. Ouch. Why he has allowed this to happen? I don't know. I don't know. Why aren't they, like, glued on there or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, some sort of stopper on the end that stops you from taking them off. But then why also put a metal pole in the middle of it? <laughs> Just make the whole thing out of foam, right? Yeah. Like Nerf bats. You know, they're a thing in the 90s. It wouldn't be funny. No, true. Very true. But anyway. Um, and then we cut to which this is what I think is probably the first famous Simpsons scene. 
I think that yeah. not many scenes from this first series get revisited. Maybe the dog stuff in the first episode when they meet Santa's little helper. But even that, I don't think it's as, as uh, I don't think that's popular this... as this scene. I don't think that's really been in any other clip shows or anything like yeah. that, has it? I think that out of this entire first series... This is probably one of maybe two or three scenes that get revisited. This is what people remember. This is probably one of the first ones. We are talking about the electric chair scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, So everyone gets strapped into their own electric chairs that everyone else has the ability to shock them through, apparently. Very extreme therapy, isn't it? I mean, you are talking about the man that just said it's healthy to want to kill each other and I'm going to give you these bats to pummel each other with. But so this is America. True, they did get shot and everyone has sausages in their pockets. <laughs> so who knows what goes on in that crazy, crazy country. <laughs> yeah, so it starts off with Bart shocking Homer and then Marvin, Dr. Marvin Monroe. I'm just going to call him DMM. Um, says that uh, it gives the reason behind it that eventually someone will hurt you emotionally you'll want to hurt them physically and then eventually we'll all learn not to hurt each other at all which I'm assuming is supposed to happen quite quickly because this scene isn't particularly long but yet he still says this is enough stop 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 are they the first family that's ever Gone to the extremes that they've I gone to in this? Yeah, I don't know. They all start shocking each other, basically. Mm-hmm. Everyone shocks everyone else. the first time they've ever used this machine? Or does he say they have? I, I mean, he doesn't... Yeah, he's never mentioned that they've never used it before, but... Do you, what, do you think everyone else is cured with the with the drawing, the pictures, and the, and the bats? Maybe. This question, is a stage he's never had to go to before. question that I come up with later on... Has anyone actually ever been cured at all? By Dr. Marvin Monroe. You think he's a quack doctor? I mean... In the vein of Dr. Nick Riviera. He's on that standard. Hi, everybody. I mean, Um, we never see him again, do we? Because he was never popular. Um, So, yeah, everyone's shocking everyone else. I put down here, you didn't notice this last time either. But uh, there is a scene where Homer and Marge seem to be really enjoying it. Kinky. Was there there an erotic uh, mention in this? Yeah, erotic. um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't listed as an erotic film uh, episode, no. Uh, But yeah, no, there's a scene. So they're, they're being electrocuted. Just after Marge gets electrocuted, she gives off a smile and a ooh kind of face. And Homer gives off a ooh when he gets electrocuted as well in one scene. Were you looking too much into this, Richard? No, because I noticed this the first time that we watched this. Okay. Um, and then rewatched it again. I wanted to actually make sure that I included it again. You watch it over and over, over, and over again. Well, for a few seconds, and then eventually I was done and moved on. Okay. <laughs> Um, the power starts fluctuating in the building and across the city mm. as the Simpsons drain more and more power to continue to electrocute each other. Dr. Marvin Monroe uh, decides to pull the plug and tells them to get out. So he gives up on them, basically. They're uncurable, according to him. Which makes me question that has he ever actually cured anyone anyway? Like I said, because... But that, that, that family walked out, didn't they? Yeah, but what I was saying to you last time is, is was that a convenient plant? Like, he's like, hires actors to come out and go, oh, you've cured us, thank you, in a waiting room full of people. That's a rather elaborate plant, isn't it? But would you put it beyond him? No. I mean, he does advertise on pro wrestling, boxing, Lisa, boxing, boxing yeah. and there's a world of difference. <laughs> But it must have cost them a lot of money, though, to advertise on boxing. If everyone's paying $250 a go. <laughs> also, um, can I turn around and say $250? Not that much money. I mean, maybe it was back in 1990, but... like. But then the end of this makes me believe that he has had successful families. Right. Because 
The Simpsons get their money back, don't they? Yeah, uh, double. They their get double back. their money back. Yeah, so they get five hundred dollars. So he... this is not a sustainable business. But he also then tells them, "Don't tell anyone you were ever here." Ah, right. But then that would imply that this has happened before. Exactly, which then makes me think: Does or... has he actually cured anyone? Or does he not want them to tell people they've been there? He obviously doesn't want them to tell people he's been they've been there so it doesn't ruin his reputation. Yeah. That's the obvious because implication. Of them, because of him. But why would he have such a problem with his reputation if he's so successful and one family Because if he if they tell their friends yeah. or whoever or whoever else workmates yeah. that um they weren't cured by this mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. His doctor, mm-hmm. then they're not going to go. It's like word of mouth. Okay, let's 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 test this theory because I've always said this. I go to McDonald's or I, I go to KFC, yeah. and I get some uh, chicken tenders. Yeah. Other chicken restaurants are available. Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. Um, although you can, if you want, we both love KFC, um, and I have like I bite into it and like. If one, you know, one of them. There's a cockroach in the middle of my chicken tender. Good Lord. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. and I tell you, are you never having chicken tenders at KFC ever again? <laughs> You're not, or you will. I will. Yeah. There you go. See, this is why I don't ever believe this theory. When people are like, if it's like a a certain restaurant or something, then maybe. But if you say like one KFC in a whole country, mm. in the whole world, had a cockroach in it, yeah. I'm gonna be like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And he's like one Dr. Marvin Monroe <laughs> in the whole world <laughs> who's had a problem. <laughs> I don't know. I just still think it's all a bit. It's not going to put you off all doctors, though, is it? It might. I don't know. And the last time I went to a doctor, they told me to electrocute my family. So, you know, like... Oh, really? This, this actually happened in real oh, life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Has this not happened to you? <laughs> I don't know. I just... I To me, it makes me think he's a bit of a charlatan and a bit of a quack. And, uh, yeah. He he has a... He, he lives off of his reputation, basically. And I think that he's not the kind of man that wouldn't put it past hiring. And then other people... Like, I mean, because what's the likelihood that you're going to be cured within one session anyway? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Unlikely. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Does he turn up again at any point in The Simpsons? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a few more appearances. He turns up in the in the episode that we were talking about earlier with the Marge. So, actually, I think it might be Series 3 that that might happen, actually. Right, but does his surgery turn up? Uh, no, he's he's more of a um, professional, like witness kind of thing. After that, like right. he he comes in and he gives his professional opinion to like news channels and. Uh, well, so his business has gone under, or he's become so successful, yeah, yeah. that people are like seeking him out for his opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think what would have happened to him and his business after this. Yeah. He's obviously going up in the world because he appears on TV. Yeah, I just think it's all a bit coincidental, personally. Okay, interesting theory. But anyway, they get their $500, $500. Homer says that they're not going to go get their old TV back. Nah, the hell with that. They're going to go out and get a brand new 21-inch TV. That would have been massive back in the day, though, 21 inches. Weighed a ton as well. Like they're, they're, How much those old TVs weighed, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter how big the screen is, the, the back of it's always three times as large. So, uh, and then we end on the happy note again. That, oh, Homer, you are the saviour of this family and and everything's back to normal. Yeah, I mean, the cure to all happiness is TV. TV, yeah. Yeah. The answer to all of life's problems is on TV. It's not found at the bottom of a bowl. No, this episode is not found at the bottom of a glass. No. It's on TV. But later on, to alcohol. Yeah. The cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Yes, well, we'll get there. Yeah. We keep referencing future 
better episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does get my appetite whetted for when we get to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You just uh, watch this and you think, oh, come on, I can't wait to the main course. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll get there. So, um, yeah, what did you think of this episode? It's an okay episode. Obviously, you get um, the appearance of Dr. Marvin Monroe and the electrocution scene, which is, um, I'd say, iconic, but it's a, it's a scene that most Simpsons fans will be aware of, especially in the early days when um, this episode was played a lot. That's what I said. Apart from the, the first ever episode where they find Santa's little helper, there are... <laughs> In the in the few episodes up until this point that we've got, so this is only episode four. So in the other two episodes, taking out the Christmas special, is there any other scene in there that you really remember vividly from these first four? From the other two that aren't this one and the first one, because the first one you've got no. all of the Santa's Little Helper stuff. Yeah, it's very difficult to remember, isn't it? So I, I would say that this is the first memorable scene in in Simpsons history mm-hmm. probably the first one's easy to remember because it's about Christmas yeah. and it's got a dog yes. which again we haven't seen yet that very odd so where do you think this episode fits canonically chronologically 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 yeah um it's definitely not the first one nope. uh well the f- I mean, so Santa's Little Helper episode is like, I don't know where that episode is at this point in this season. It's not the first one. It's not one of the first three. And maybe this one is before the Homer suicide episode. Mm-hmm. Attempted suicide. Because you said about Bart yeah. um, not caring about his dad getting fired. But then you also said that each one, each episode stands on its own. Yeah, like, I mean, like, so. it's either one or the other, isn't it? So I'm thinking this is quite early on, but it's not the first one. I mean, it's number four, Ed, as number four. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah, I said... But I still, think, I still think it's early. It's still much. early on-ish, yeah. yeah. So you think... It, so it obviously comes before the Christmas special because we still don't have Santa's Little Helper yet. But you think it comes after... Um, or you no, know, you think it comes so before the the last episode? Last episode. Yeah. Was it Homer's Odyssey? Wasn't yeah. it the last episode? Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah, I could see that happening. Possibly. What did you make of the animation in this episode? It's a bit better, yeah. But um, obviously the Moe's Tavern scene isn't very good. Yeah, and like I said, the dog is terrifying in that scene <laughs> as well. It's like some sort of hell demon or something so it's still ropey in places but i think genuinely a lot better i think the majority of this episode is pretty decent there's only a few sections that uh, are a bit ropey the most bar they still haven't got right yet they don't seem to i said this last time as well and i think i said this in the other episode is depth they really struggle with depth in 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 the in in Moe's tavern for some reason, the the bar looks like it's always going up rather than back, and yeah, it just looks everything looks weird and askew. So, but it's getting better. It's getting better. It's going to get worse again at some point. Don't worry. But it's getting better. What would you give this out of ten? Do you think this episode? Uh, six, maybe. Ooh, okay. I mean, I can't remember what I rated it. The first time we did the podcast, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'll give it maybe a six. Yeah, to me, this is a bang average episode. Uh, I mean, if it's on, I can watch it, but it's not one I'm really going to go back and revisit. I mean, watching it for the second time again was quite boring. Yeah, and I I put it off. I kept putting it off. I was just like, I really need to watch that episode and make my notes again. I'll do it next week. Oh, I really need to push that episode and do the notes again. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I really didn't want to come back to this. So I think that before I would have given it a five, I think I might drop it down to a four. Okay. Because I, it's not worse than some of the other ones that have come, but I really didn't want to watch it again. Like, I kept putting it off. It's not one, it's not, Springfield gets a monorail, for instance, yeah. which I would watch back to back probably quite happily. Yeah. 
But this one, I was very much, oh, I don't, okay, I better get it done. You know, it felt more like a chore than a pleasure. So I think I might drop it to a four, four and a half max. Yeah, it's definitely in that four to six range of averageness, isn't it? But I think that that means that I've ranked it lower than some of the other ones, which I don't think is fair because this is the only one I've had to watch twice. But yeah, yeah, not great, but it is what it is, I guess. We're still looking off in the distance at the golden era and, and we're still not quite there yet. Yeah. Although the next episode is one I quite enjoy, actually. Um, I quite enjoy the next episode. I think it's one of the better ones in series one. But we will get to that next time. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Tom. Eat my shorts. Thank you very much for listening. And I would just like to say good night, Springden. There will be no encores. Oh, and how is education supposed to make me feel smarter? If you like this, check out Terrifying Tom on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Part of Rich Tea Entertainment.